Welcome back, everybody, to What's True for Everybody. This is experience number 60, and we're continuing our new series called Seeing God in a Pandemic. And this is where we're interviewing a variety of, of people and really having a two-part conversation with them. Part one is, how has this pandemic affected you, your life, uh, your work, in this case, your school? And then the second part is, in the midst of all of that, how have you seen God? So during all this, we acknowledge that this isn't the way it's supposed to be. We acknowledge the hurt and the hardship, but we also believe and have hope that, that God can even bring beautiful things out of this. So this is a podcast where we talk about things that are true for everybody, no matter who you are, and we come at it from a Jesus-centered, Bible-centered uh, perspective, and that's what we're doing today. Our guest today is the wonderful Allie Williamson. Allie is a senior in high school here in Northern Colorado, 18 years old, and uh, I met Allie. We were part of the same church community for almost a year and a half. And I got to know Allie's dad pretty well, and I have loads of respect for this family. Allie's parents uh, are, are just wonderful. Allie, when you think of like a high school student who is quote unquote together, I'm talking like wise, mature, I, she's served all over the place, at least in the church context, context that I've seen, uh, well-spoken. I mean, this is the kind of conversation where you just want to get your popcorn ready and sit and listen and enjoy because Allie is going to bring it. Uh, she's awesome. So we had to get her on this podcast for the series. And so Allie, welcome and thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Honestly, I'm really honored to be doing something like this. I've never done something like this before. Well, here we go. Here we go. I'm honored you'd be here. So Allie, tell us just briefly a little bit about yourself, uh, where you go to school, maybe a couple of your hobbies, um, and then just tell us what your favorite food or restaurant is, and are you finding a way to eat it right now? So I'll start off with my favorite uh, food. I yeah. love Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, okay. I am very obsessed with it, and <laughs> I have to drive all the way to the one over by Timnith because the one closest to me is being renovated. So it's definitely okay. like a 20 minute trip, okay. but because I'm obsessed with Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so for those, um, for those listening who aren't from Northern Colorado, from where you are, Timnith um, is, which you're in, you're in Loveland. Yeah. So where you're going Northeast about yes. 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. What's your favorite meal at Chick-fil-A? I either get an eight or 12 count nugget meal with sweet tea. All right. Yeah. Well done. The fries? Definitely do you like the my fries? go-to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And Chick-fil-A sauce. Gotta have Chick -fil -A that. Chick-fil-A sauce, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, where do you go to school? I go to Resurrection Christian School. I have um, gone there my entire life. A lot of my family members have gone there, too, and graduated from there. Um and I am also a cheerleader. I've done yeah. cheerleading for three years at RCS. Um, RCS being Resurrection Christian School. Yeah. Okay. And I really never saw myself being a cheerleader, so it's kind of cool that I got into it and found that I actually really love it. Um, 
Another thing that I like to do is just kind of being active and outside. I love the outdoors, which is really convenient living in Colorado. <laughs> it's so beautiful or it's snowy the next day. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. I'll pause right there because I, I thought about bringing this up to you. Have you been outside yet today? Because we got like a, I don't know what you got. We got a foot at least. Um, yeah, we got, we got a lot of snow. I haven't been outside today, but I was outside yesterday and yeah. it was, there's a lot of snow but today like today is why we live in Colorado just the sunshine and the beauty mm -hmm. of it all and you can even like you could go running outside right I mean it's gonna be in the 50s I think today and oh my goodness anyway. <laughs> of course anyway. it is yeah uh okay couple of your favorite things to do outside of cheerleading and eating Chick-fil-a um I love to you know like sometimes just go for a drive and listen to some music and you know, just kind of enjoy my surroundings. I also love having family game night with my parents and, um, you know, just really taking every moment that I can with them until I go off to college. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Favorite band? Mm. Or musician or artist? I would have to say that I love for like pop. I love Billie Eilish. Okay. I love Carrie Underwood and Rascal Flatts. All right. All right. And then one more. Um, favorite family game? Because we're into family games here too, but they might be a little bit different than, than your stage, <laughs> stage of life. So we recently have been buying a lot of games, and we got this new one the other day. It's actually called Blockbuster. Okay. And it's a movie game, so it has, like, categories and – um stuff like that and you and like one of the things is name as many movies you can with the word the in it until you like can't anymore um and then they have like the different genres and stuff and that's just like a really fun like movie trivia game and me being obsessed with movies it's really fun to play and then we have um another game called new phone who dis and it's kind of like apples to apples and um, some other stuff like that where you have a subject card and then you choose a card from your hand that goes along with it. Oh, that sounds and good. It's in the format of text messages. So like you have a text message that you received and then you have one that you would send back. Okay. So it's you really probably, You probably beat your dad all the time at that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. Okay. Here we go. Um, first part, how, when I think of what's going on in the world and we've said this before, everyone is losing something, mm -hmm. but I particularly think about students, high school, college students. I think about from, I mean, freshmen in high school who are experiencing like their first spring semester and that's done yeah. uh, to like, college athletes the ncaa tournament getting canceled all spring sports getting canceled but but and my heart breaks for all of it everybody no matter where we're at what we're doing how we're going through this but in particular for seniors i mean yeah. high school and college spring semesters are some of the best times of of your life in theory and so for you the question is how has this pandemic affected you uh your life your routine your schooling and i think high school seniors, college seniors, they, they lose things in a way that the rest of us aren't. So the first question I want to ask you is simply in the last several weeks, what have you lost? 
So when this pandemic first started, um, a lot of my class was just not really taking it seriously because we did not expect it to end up this way. Um, yeah. So we were going to go on a missions trip for our spring break and half of the class was going to go to Costa Rica and the other half was going to go to Belize. Was the whole and, class going to go on the mission trip? Yeah, the wow. entire senior class was going to go on the mission trip. Which is how many and, people? Um, there's about 86 of us. Okay. Wow. So okay. about half and half was going to each place. And we were going to build houses, do ministry to little kids, and, you know, just make memories and grow together as a class before we all graduated. And that's something that I personally have looked forward to ever since I was in elementary school. Mm-hmm. And ever since my cousin went, because she also went to Belize, and I've just been looking forward to going ever since I heard her story and her experience yeah. with that. And, and just so, like, Res School um, starts in grade school, or does it start in middle school? It's a K through 12. It's K through 12. So you grew up seeing people ahead of you go on these trips and heard stories for, like, I don't know, 13, 12 yeah. years? Okay. Yeah. And so now it's finally your chance to go. And it's taken away. <laughs> and it's taken away. Yeah. And so that was truly heartbreaking. Um, you know, I had my suitcase packed and I was ready to leave. And two days before we were supposed to leave, um, my school sent out an email saying that the trip was canceled. Wow. And that... Um, they have our best interest in mind and that they're trying to keep us safe. And I, and obviously I was like, well, you're not keeping our best interest in mind if you're taking this trip away from us, but that was reacting in the moment. Um, reacting in the moment, but also not, none of us really knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and so it was, I was very, very emotional. I actually left school early that day. Hmm. Um, and I, I just, I couldn't be in that school. I was just so mad and sad that something that I've looked forward to for so many years was taken away. And like, yeah. um, what did so, you, where did you go? Did you go home or did you go to Chick-fil-A? I went home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then I tried looking on the bright side and was like, well, Hey, now I can go to the boys basketball tournament cheer them on at least i get something good out of this because and, okay because a you're a cheerleader but b mm-hmm. you're going to miss this tournament going on this missions trip yeah does that mean all the senior players were going to miss it no so okay. the boys that were on the basketball team had to go to on the costa rica um okay. because they didn't leave until sunday and i would have left on friday okay and this year the boys basketball f- team was fantastic yeah they okay. were undefeated they're undefeated okay so no more Belize now at least you're going to get to go as a cheerleader to this tournament Mm -hmm. okay yep and so um so they canceled our trip on Wednesday and that night we got a text message from the school saying that um the organization Chasa isn't allowing anybody to spectate during the game Mm. um because of the pandemic and so then I was like, well, great. Now I can't go to that. So these are like, se- these, these pieces of news are like several hours apart. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, 
So then I went to school the next day. I was in class and my cheer coach um, took me out of class and was like, hey, I talked to the basketball coach. He was able to get you and the captain of the cheer team um, passes to get into the game to watch it. Okay. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I like almost teared up. I was like, I finally get to see them and I, this isn't a whole awful situation. So then there was another great thing that I was trying to grasp and keep a hold of just mm -hmm. myself through this situation. Yeah. And so we got to watch the game on Thursday and there was a game Friday and Saturday. So we were expected to go back. We were, the boys won the game. It was really great. And like it was being broadcasted at the school. So many families were watching it at home. Mm. It was so great to see everybody still supporting, even though that they couldn't be there physically. And after the game was over, we're like, hey, we should take a picture with the team. Like we're so proud of them. And I heard somebody say, we'll do it tomorrow. And looking back now, there wasn't a tomorrow. Mm. As that next morning, um, they canceled the last two games. Wow. So our boys were so devastated. They had never gotten so far. Um, and they had a very, very high chance of winning the entire tournament. And bringing home that trophy that we have tried for four years to get. Mm -hmm. um, and it was, it was taken away oh. again. So there was that. And that was really emotional because I was like, great, now that's taken away. What else is going to happen? And I, was, I kept telling my mom, I was like, if one more thing goes wrong, that's just going to set me over and I'm just going to lose it. And so, you know, it's, it really sucks because this weekend, the 18th of April, would have been my prom. And oh, wow. Okay, so we're recording this. It's the 17th of April. So tomorrow would have been your prom. Yeah. Wow. I tomorrow didn't know would have been my prom. And um, my school has been telling me that they're possibly going to try to have it over the summer. Okay. But who knows if anybody's going to want to actually show up or do that. And honestly, I haven't even bought my dress. So I probably have to wear my dress from last year. But that's okay. Yeah, yeah, who cares? <laughs> but it's just like so many things have gone downhill and it's crazy to think that if this wasn't happening, what I would be doing right now um, and what my life would look like right now if this wasn't going on. Mm -hmm. So it's just crazy to think how much has changed in the span of two months. Yeah. And what has been taken away and what's happened and the fact that I'm having to do school at home now as well is really weird. Yeah. So, yeah. so a couple of things. Um, the prom thing, I'm not in your shoes, but I'm just thinking ahead. Like if that happens over the summer, this mix of like, this still isn't what we expected it to be. And also gratefulness that this is happening in some sort of form. If I'm not wearing a new dress, at least I'm wearing a dress. Yeah. Paradox, uh, which I think we're all feeling of we're getting kind of screwed here out of some things, but also we have some stuff to be grateful for in the, in the midst of it all. Um, yeah. I remember my, 
I was in grade school and a teacher said to a couple of us, you know, looking ahead, you're going to be in the graduating class of high school of 1999. You're going to be, you're going to forever be able to say you were in the last graduating class of the century. Uh, and, and the, one of my friends who was there was named Zelinsky, And I think he was actually the last one announced for our high school graduation. I could be wrong on that, but if so, he was actually the last name of the century to get announced as a graduate at our high school. Um, <laughs> I've thought about this with students. This isn't a lot of like solace right now, but you will forever be able to say we were the COVID-19 graduating class. <laughs> we, yeah. we missed a whole lot. I don't think that's good or <laughs> I don't know. It just, I just, something I thought of is you are in a unique position that none of us have ever been in before and yeah. hopefully no one will ever be again. And I, and, and I know you and the way you're dealing with this, um, super impressed. I, I see it with, with students who live in my neighborhood on my, on my street. I think we have a lot to learn from students and how they're dealing with all of this. Um, yeah. okay. You mentioned prom graduation. What, what's up with that? Um, for right now, my school is trying their best to keep the same date that they have scheduled. Um, we're expected to be graduating May 24th, okay. and they don't plan on changing that. They don't plan on doing it over a Zoom call because um, they want us to be able to have that experience because they know and understand how hard we've worked mm -hmm. and how badly we want to walk across that stage with our class because we honestly, we deserve it and not to sound yeah. anything, but like yeah. we've worked so hard and yeah. that's the one thing that we need. And that's the only thing that we've really asked for is to keep our graduation day the same day. Mm. So. Yeah, well, I hope for you that, and for all of you that that, that happens. Yeah. Um, is Zoom the backup plan? I hope not. I, have <laughs> no, I really hope not. <laughs> That'd be awful. Um, all right. School, what does school look like for you right now? So um, we used to have an eight period day from eight to 3.30. Now we have four periods a day. So Monday and Wednesday is period one through four and Tuesday and Thursday is five through eight and we have okay. Friday off. Um, okay. And honestly, it's really weird doing school at home and it's it, it gets very boring mm. um but it's really nice to be able to have zoom to use and to yeah. still communicate somewhat with my class mm -hmm. um because my um, economics class is actually the entire senior class so all 86 of us are on a zoom call with our teacher wow and not only is that entertaining, but it's also really, really nice to see everybody and, you know, communicate in some way. Um, but I still have school from eight, but it's to three now instead of 3.30. So that's also kind of nice. Um, you know, and the teachers are being so like lenient and understanding um, when we were first, you know, navigating this whole thing. And the workload honestly isn't very bad, you know, like I'm able to get majority of it done during my class and yeah. I didn't really have much of that when I was actually in school. So it's really nice having 
not a lot of homework. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just, it was a very weird transition, especially before spring break when some of my teachers told me that I would have to bring my books home. I was like, well, why would I have to do that? I'll see you guys next Monday. Like, why would I have to bring everything home? So that was just, it was crazy hearing that I was going to have to do school at home. I was like, great. Now I get the feeling of what it's like being a homeschooler. So no you mentioned, them, but. you mentioned to me before, was it your anatomy teacher who you first, who first said to you, like, Hey, you yeah. might want to take your books home. You're like, why? Yeah. My anatomy teacher is my last class of the day. And she told us that we would have to bring all of our important books home. And I just thought my textbooks, cause like, I don't need my binders, you know, I'm going to be here on Monday. And we were all just kind of like, we just, it was like the first kind of like, um, like warning, like, hey, this is starting to get serious, you take it seriously, because none of my class was really taking it seriously. We're like, oh, this will blow over, you know, it's yeah. just their sickness that isn't going to hurt anybody, you know, like whatever. And then yeah. after spring break, we're like, oh, we're staying home now this is actually happening. Yeah. I think, I think most of us had that initial, I think some people are still there, but mm -hmm. um, initial, this is just gonna, it's a hiccup. Yeah. You know, um, which it's not. <laughs> no. Okay. Have you figured out how to do senior ditch day yet? <laughs> um, so I've talked with one of my friends and you know, we were kind of just messing around talking about Senior Ditch Day. <laughs> she was like, how about instead of Senior Ditch Day, we actually all go to school? <laughs> oh my gosh, so, that's fantastic. Yeah, we thought about that. Um, but honestly, other than that, there hasn't been any talk of it because I think we're just wanting to see each other so bad that we like don't care about having a senior prank or a Senior Ditch Day anymore. Yeah. So... Oh man, I would never have thought of it. We didn't even plan that question. I'm glad I asked it. The reverse senior <laughs> ditch day. <laughs> yeah, the reverse senior ditch day where we actually show up to school that's, instead of ditching. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. Um, yeah. Six feet apart, of course. Oh um, yeah. And masks and gloves and all yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. How have you stayed connected? I mean, this is the age of social media. What are some mm -hmm. ways you stayed connected to friends? And Because I'm sure, I mean, another thing about, you know, spring spring semester of senior year is you're typically with friends all the time you're staying out later than normal and parents are a little more lenient about it and yeah so what what has that been like for you so um every now and then i've had one of my friends come over and we've done school together um okay. just to have somewhat of a company you know and um honestly i've been trying my best to do my part in social distancing and staying home, but it's very, very hard for me um, yeah. because my personality is that I have to be around people as much as I can or mm -hmm. else I'll get very depressed mm -hmm. and, you know, sad about a lot of things. And um, so I've been trying my best, but there have been times where I've like broken down and been like, I need to see somebody mm -hmm. outside. So, um, you know, I've, been talking to a lot of my friends on social media and stuff. I actually have started um, talking to the cheer team at the college that I'm going to and making yeah. 
that way. Okay, we'll get to that here in a moment. Yeah, and I've also been talking to a few people that I might want to be roommates with at college. Oh, okay. Them. So I've just been trying to keep myself as busy as possible and just stayed talking to people through it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're, we're all realizing that we're actually meant for human contact and human interaction. And mm -hmm. that's like built within our souls. Um, yeah. So for me, I mean, I, I, I feel so deeply for y you all just not being able to really do that right now yeah um for everybody but you're in a unique season of, of life and and you said it before you deserve to be able to hang out with your yeah. friends and you just can't really do that right now mm -hmm. uh, but it's it's good to hear that you're actually in contact with not only friends here but future friends yeah. so tell us tell us what the plans are going forward for you so I plan on going to Western Colorado University. It's in Gunnison, Colorado, which is about four hour, four and a half hours away from Loveland. Um, it's, so we're in Northern Colorado. Uh, that is South Gunnison, Southwest. It is on the Western slope, right? Of the mountains. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you drive through the Rockies to get there. Yeah. Beautiful. Drive over a huge pass. Um, I don't remember what the pass is called, but um, when I went there to tour the college, it just is such a cute little small town. The college is about 3,000-ish students, and um, when I went there, well, I'll back up a little bit. Um, my junior year, uh, somebody came to my school from Western to kind of talk about the school and um, I had asked, like, hey, do you guys have a cheer team? Like, um, do you have anything along those lines? And they're like, no, we don't. And I was like, oh, dang, like, this school sounds so good. And, and I would love if they had a cheer team. And so when I went this past, like, October, I think it was my fall break, um, we, when we went to tour, the tour guide was talking about the team. And I was like, wait, I thought you guys, like, didn't have one. And he's yeah. like, well, it just started up this year and I was Aww. like this is fantastic nice can I meet the cheer coach and so I met the cheer coach there and it was she, because they heard you were coming by the way that they started it oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> totally um so I talked to the cheer coach and she's such a nice lady you know very very outgoing and she's so ready to get like the cheer team up and running because it went from a club team that wasn't taken very seriously barely ever showed up to games and stuff like that yeah now being an NCAA, hopefully co-ed cheer team. And so I made sure I wore my Letterman jacket, show her that we there got, you, go. state, you know, Patriot League, all conference, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So then she could see the, like, I take cheer very seriously and, you know, all that stuff. Um, and so that meeting went really well. I plan on um, majoring in psychology, minoring in business. Okay. Um, and I actually have tried out for the cheer team at this point, and I'm on the cheer team. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. The ground so, floor of the cheer team. Yeah, so that. it's crazy that when I was a freshman in high school that I was like, oh, I'd never be a cheerleader. Why would I do that? And I was playing basketball my freshman year. And then sophomore year rolled around, and I was like, you know what? I'll just go ahead and try it because there was only six of us on the team at that point. And um, then my junior year, it grew to 16, 
two liters. And then this past year it grew to 22. Wow. So it's crazy that, you know, I've gotten this far being a cheerleader and that I've found something that I'm passionate about and I get to do it in college because I'm yeah. doing that. So that's really cool. That is awesome. And yeah. so far for Western Colorado university plans are, I mean, to go ahead, right? You, you, mm-hmm. Everything's on schedule right now and yep. you're going. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So you've been affected a ton through all of this. Mm-hmm. So next question in the midst of all of it, how have you seen God? What have you seen God doing uh, in you and other people and people, you know, in the world, where is God taking you personally? Um, yeah, I'll let you go with that. So, um, honestly, at first seeing God in this was very difficult for me. Mm. Um, I got very depressed and anxious through all of this. I was very scared about what was going to happen because I, I don't know what tomorrow holds. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I, I got very anxious and nervous. I didn't know what I was going to do. And that's when my mom reminded me, hey, you need to pray and communicate with him and he'll help answer all the questions and concerns that you have. And so that's what I did. I started praying to him more and, um, you know, just talking to him, communicating with him because I've lost sight of that a few times in my life. And this has really kind of brought me back Mm. to it. And I've started to notice that God is like reminding me and everybody that I know that like you can't take the time that I'm giving you for granted like Mm -hmm. everything is a privilege everything is a gift and a blessing and I don't want you to lose sight of what I've given you because it's a privilege and um and tomorrow isn't promised and I'm constantly reminded about that Mm -hmm. um and I've also seen how God has protected me my family and my friends that I know from, you know, getting the virus, he's kept us healthy and um, safe a lot. Um, There have been a lot of times when I'm just like, wow, that is such a God thing. He just totally protected me and, you know, kept me safe in a lot of situations. And so I've just made sure to, you know, really dig in and listen to the, um, services at church shipped and prayed a lot mm. made sure to you know pray every night before I go to bed and thank him when something amazing has happened and a blessing has happened as well um because definitely another thing that was hard was this past Easter um because my family takes Easter like somewhat seriously and mm-hmm. you know respect respecting the fact that God died for our sins and rose again, giving us, you know, a new life and a new promise. And it was really weird not seeing my family on that day. We usually do. We have a lot of traditions that we do with that. And none of that happened. Like we ordered Buffalo wild wings for dinner instead of making (laughs) stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So I've just, I've made sure to keep in communication with him and I have noticed a lot of how he's kept me safe and um, has just been continuously reminding me that tomorrow isn't promised and you can't 
take any day for granted because you don't get to do it over again. So. Yeah. Okay. A couple follow-up questions for you. That was really, really good. Um, what are some things that maybe you were taking for granted before that you realize now you're intentionally not taking them for granted and appreciating them? What are some of those things that you've realized? Definitely spending time at school. Um, hmm. I took that for granted a lot and there were a lot of situations where I was like, mom, I just don't want to go. I want to stay home in bed and I want to sleep, you know, <laughs> and I like a normal 18 year old. Yeah, exactly. And that was happening a lot before this whole pandemic started where I was just losing motivation, wanting to go to school. And, um, I just wanted to stay home. I was ready to, you know, give up, throw in the towel. And then this pandemic started and I was like, I shouldn't have felt that way. Like I sh should have gone to school. I should have, you know, spent more time with my friends and enjoyed those laughs and not been so miserable at school and so closed off because now I don't get to do that over again. And um, it just, it sucks that I, like, I wish I could have known, but then it's also like, I don't because now I learned like a lesson, like don't take things for granted because this is what happens. Yeah. and you don't get that day back so I definitely don't take school for granted anymore because I want to go back so badly and I also don't take for granted you know the time that I get to spend outside with people and hanging out with friends like mm -hmm. who would have thought that hanging out with friends hanging out with friends would have been taken away from me <laughs> like this like that's just crazy that socializing is being taken away and that's like yeah. things to ever do. So yeah, I don't take that for granted anymore either. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. And it'll, I think you and all of us help us appreciate when we do get to go back to some of the things that we were doing, even people going to work. Yeah. You know? Um, okay. What are you finding joy in right now in this new reality for you? Honestly, I'm finding joy in the time that I do get with my family and mm -hmm. the time that I get with my friends. I'm enjoying, I'm trying to enjoy every second that I possibly can, um, mostly before I go off to college and because of this pandemic. So, you know, I'm just finding joy in the little things like if my dog wants to, you know, lay on my bed and be with me, I find joy in that. And uh, I find joy in, you know, talking to my friends on social media and yeah. just any, honestly, any little thing that I possibly can, I find joy in it, especially like the coffee that I had this morning. That was pretty great. <laughs> so, yeah. So Good pretty job. much every little thing that yeah. happens, I try to enjoy as best as I can. It's, open like a, it's, all, it's almost like our eyes are being opened in a new, new way to things. Yeah, that is very true. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you another question because you brought up prayer um, mm -hmm. and not to put you on the spot, but one of the things I've, I've experienced is people have a desire to, to pray and mm -hmm. like they're interested in it, but the question is, what do I do? How do I do it? Am I doing this right? Um, mm -hmm. To which I say, like, you're just communicating and being honest with the God who created you. 
that can, yeah. that can, that can be talking, listening, uh, thanking him, being upset, like shaking your fist at him. He can handle all that. So mm -hmm. he, the question is for you, um, what, how, what do you do? Like when you say you, you pray, what does that mm -hmm. mean for you? And you're not like, you're teaching all of us here. Cause it's not just yeah. students who have these questions. It's, it's everybody. And you, yeah. um, I think can teach the rest of us something here. So I want to ask you that. So for me, when I pray, I just kind of see it as having a conversation. Um, you know, I just kind of sit in a quiet place for a little bit and like, just not say anything. Mm -hmm. I just kind of absorb my around my surroundings and just kind of get a feel for where I'm at. And then, then that's kind of when I start the conversation. I start with, you know, thanking him for another day that I've gotten and mm. how much of a privilege it is to still be alive and breathing and waking up every day mm. um, and being healthy and loved and taken care of. And then I just kind of go on saying like, thank you for keeping me peaceful through everything and just kind of like thanking him for a lot of things and then then that's kind of if like i'm needing to get some frustration off of my chest or asking something of him that's after thanking him for everything that's kind of when i start asking um and that's just kind of how i've always done it um mm -hmm. and god is able to see my heart in it so he knows that i'm like not trying to be selfish in it and that I'm genuinely just asking him because I either need it or um, I'm needing to see him do something else with it. Um, so like with my senior year, for example, I've been praying that I would really want to go back and see my class for however many days he allows me to see them again. Yeah. And, um, and so he's working in that as of right now because um, my family just got an email the other day asking if they, if, um, the students would like to come back to school, what oh, day wow. they come back. Okay. And one of the options was May 4th. And of course I tell my family to choose that one because <laughs> I at least get 20 days with my class before I graduated. So that's just one little thing that God is showing me like, Hey, I'm listening. And this is the opportunity that I'm giving you to enjoy every minute, not take it for granted and just be yourself. Um, so I've made sure to keep my eyes open for the little things because, you know, God doesn't always answer prayers with huge, like miraculous things all the time. Sometimes they're just very little yeah. and that's when it's the most important is to pay attention to that when they're little. Um, because sometimes you might miss it and it's a test from God. Like, you know, hey, you need to pay more attention because you're asking me for these things. I'm answering them, but you're not paying attention. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. that's kind of how I've I've done my prayers. I mean, I know it's not perfect, but that's just kind of how I've done it. So, well, none of us are perfect. So, yeah, that's right. not the goal. <laughs> yeah. But the goal is to be you, and you're doing that, and that's that's awesome. And the good thing about one of the great things about God is if we're not paying attention, which we're not sometimes. Uh, mm -hmm. He'll always give us another shot. So yeah. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Final question for you, Allie Williamson. 
uh, there's a passage in the New Testament. This dude, Paul, is writing to a church in Philippi. It's Philippians chapter 4, and he's in jail when he's writing this. And he says, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Uh, so he's like, I can, hey, I can be content if things are going fantastically or if we're in the middle of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, the word content here, it means to be in a state of peacefulness, a state of satisfaction. So the question is, how are you learning to be content at peace, satisfied in the midst of this pandemic as an 18-year-old senior in high school? So I have just tried my best to keep myself busy because if my mind isn't busy, then that's when I kind of go down a rabbit trail of, you know, being anxious and depressed and kind of getting really down about the situation and which is really easy to do with something like this going on. So I have just tried my best to keep myself busy, staying in the word and, um, you know, blessing my parents by, you know, doing chores around the house Mm -hmm. or getting projects done, doing some errands for them. And um, just kind of like also making sure that I'm keeping myself in check and keeping myself healthy as well. So I've, Praying has really helped me stay content as well because God has given me a lot of peace through this because I was really anxious at the beginning of this pandemic. I was very, very stressed out and I have gotten a lot better about it. I feel safe and um, protected every time that I have to go out. Um, And so I just have made sure to keep my mind busy and just kind of figure out ways to keep my life busy. So then I don't go down that rabbit trail. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's really good. One more thing. Was there a turning point for you with the fear, anxiety, uh, avoidance is a term used to me earlier, or has it just been kind of a gradual? Change? I would say that it's, I'm, I would say that it's been a gradual change. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say that it was just like one day I was very anxious and then the next day I wasn't mm-hmm. I feel like it took a little bit of time for me to get acclimated to mm-hmm. everything happening um especially with the transition from going to school and doing it online now that was very stressful so it took me a little bit getting used to and I would say after that first week of doing school online I was able to you know be acclimated in the situation and not as stressed out yeah yeah and I asked that because a lot of people had that transition of anxiety fear it's just the uncertainty we've never experienced this before some people I think are still there. Um, and then I'm, w- I'm with you. It's not normally a light switch. It's the gradual um, finding ways, which you have done to be at peace and content and grounded yeah. and positive. And so you have taught the rest of us, Allie Williamson. Thank you so much for being a guest here. Parents listening, if your kids turn out to be anything like Allie when they're 18, you are doing something right. So... <laughs> Allie, well done to you. Well done to your family. Uh, We love you guys and best of luck to you the rest of your senior year moving forward. Summer, uh, college, Western Colorado University, cheerleading, all of it. You are fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, That's experience number 60, my friends. Thank you for listening. This has been What's True for Everybody. Stay safe. 
stay healthy, stay content. Much love to you. And we will talk to you soon. Grace and peace.